silent place and a quiet place right now. <clears throat> I don't have the hustle and the bustle of work going on around me, see. You know. I tape most of my episodes in a work environment. I want you just to get bored listening to my rambling. But I was talking with a friend of mine, old friend, probably my oldest friend, and on in this life, <laughs> many of you have those old, those oldest friends in this life, <clears throat> you know. And we had to take that friendship, you know. It had to. He went off into the army and. Got indoctrinated by the world. Got indoctrinated by the spirit of, of war and anti-war at the same time. Knowing it ain't quite something in you that don't quite want to be about this, but still you find yourself there because in many ways, a lack of other opportunities or vision. You know, there's a whole, race of people that suffer from a lack of vision. I didn't say dreams. They got a lot of dreams. <laughs> got a ton of desire, see. But when you have a vision, it's a different relationship. See, when you have dreams and desires, you can close your eyes and they swirl around and they can be hypnotic to your life. And you can live in a hypnotist that's inside of you when it relates to your dreams, your desires. But when you get a vision of something in your spirit, see, a vision of some place you want to be in your spirit, some man, some woman you want to become in your spirit, some relationship to your God in, in your spirit, And I know this is an 18-minute preacher, and I might be short today. But one of the greatest revelations that happened in my in a spiritual explosion in my life was that I'm in a relationship to Christ. You know, I you may have a wife, you may have a husband, girlfriend, whatever your situation is, but I hope you are desiring to be in a relationship to that person. That means you know them and they know you to a degree. And your desire is to become a better individual, not only in the relationship, but let the relationship pull out of you the best that's in you because the circumstances will require something different as if you were alone by yourself, see. It is only in relationships that we understand who we are versus who we think we are. If we truly want to open our eyes, and see the evidence that's, that, that will be unfolded before us. And the greatest revelation of my heart and my spirit is when I understood that I'm in a relationship to a person. 
See, when we think about God as a spirit, as a great spirit, we oftentimes don't include that he's a person. Hallelujah, come on. <laughs> Jesus said, my father <laughs> in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. This is what Jesus says. Your will be done, God. His Father on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Give us this day our daily bread, our daily substance, Lord. And forgive us our debts, Lord, as we open up our hearts and forgive those around us, Lord. And lead us not into temptation. Don't let my mind run away with me. Don't let my mind become subject to your enemy, to the evil one. Deliver us, Lord. You deliver us, Lord. Deliver. Deliver. See, God got to deliver you. You're just not walking out the door one day and walking in another door and next day and all of a sudden you've arrived and now look at me now. No man, woman, no woman, man. You have to be delivered by the spirit of the living God. You not got that in your mind and your spirit yet born again believer that you need deliverance, deliverance every day, deliverance every moment, deliverance from a mind, deliverance from a heart that's not like your God. That's salvation, see. Now we're getting into some real. So you want to be born again in your spirit. You want to be saved in your mind, saved from the way the world thinks, saved from the way the world responds, saved from the destruction that the world brought upon you, saved from its desire to want to be your guide in this life. <laughs> you got to get saved from the powerful spirit that wants to guide your life in this world. Why? Because you own the world's territory. So the world wants to consume everything that's in its grasp. But God saved you. God saved you. He brought you out of something. He brought you out of the spirit of something. He brought you out. You got to understand when you got born again, you were born into another kingdom. Now in the name of Jesus, you got to get saved in your heart, saved in your mind, saved in your will. That means to be saved means that you think like the kingdom. Being saved means that you react like the kingdom. Saved means being saved and born again in the kingdom principle. Living you mean that you live by another standard, a standard that's in the kingdom, that's in your spirit. See, that's what's calling you. So you don't have a problem with the fact that Jesus Christ died for your sins. That's not the issue. You settled in that. It's not the problem. The problem is, is our minds, our heart, my will, my functionality is in many ways still attached to the dysfunction that my cultural experience has brought me.
See, I want to be saved in my mind. I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I know I'm going to be with the Lord because he promised me that. But I want to enjoy the ride. I want to be saved. I don't mean I won't have issues and problems. But what it means is that I got a, I got a place to deposit all those things in. I got a trading table. I got a trading post seat. I don't have to carry around the pain of growing up without of this and growing out without of that. I don't have to carry that around me from relationship to relationship i can look at that woman i can look at that man with some truth in my heart with some truth in my eyes and some honesty on my lips and some <laughs> the nature of christ surrounding my thought life see i'm presenting god a place where he can think out things i'm presenting god a place where he can work out his will i'm presenting god with an instrument that he can forge in this life seat. You gotta understand my mind belongs to him. You gotta understand my will belongs to him. You gotta understand my desire belongs to him. I heard somebody over there say that might be a little extreme. I understand what you say. You say that when you're still attached to the desires of this world. But when you think about it, when you think about it, you can take the Lord Jesus wherever you go. And if you go in places and you don't want him to go with you, then maybe you need to examine those places. If you're doing things that you can't talk about him in it, then maybe you need to back up off those things you're doing. If you indulging, indulging in things that run you away from your God, then maybe something might be wrong with that thing that you're doing. Why? Because that's not part of the kingdom culture the children of the kingdom don't run away from their god they run to him the children of the kingdom don't run away from their lord they run to him they sit at his knees they bow at him in the name of jesus and they inquire of their lord that's what kingdom children do are you a kingdom child Come on now, I need a, a show of hands in the spirit that you not confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Let me see your hands. Is he not your Lord? Are you not born again? Let me see your hands if you are born again. I see you. Okay, over there. Now, I got a question to you. Are you born again believers? Are you saved? How many of you are saved? Let me see your hands if you're saved. I know you're born again, but I want to see the hands of those that are saved. What you talking about, man? Ain't they the same? Uh, kind of, sort of, but not quite. See, when you saved, keep those hands up, all those that saved. When you saved, you've overcome the mind of the world.
When you saved, you understand that your God's will, your God's life is the most important thing in your existence. When you save, you realize that you have a personality that you want to emulate. When you saved, you understand that you have a mindset that you want to develop. And when you saved, you got a walk that you want to begin to copy. When you save because you want your Lord to see the reflection of his face shining back at him when he looks at you when you saved. That's your mission. Have you forgot your first calling when you saved? See, when you save, your first calling is Jesus. When you saved, you're not confused about all the things that the world is confused about. When you saved, you understand what cancer and address is. When you saved, so you can be born again and still be confused. Oh, I heard a shout. Come on now, you born again believers, do you know you can be confused? You don't have to necessarily live a a saved life born again believer. You can be one that's getting in, running out of a burning building with your clothes singed, with your clothes smoking. That's how you're going to heaven. Many born-again believers are going to heaven with their clothes smoking. But that ain't, that don't have nothing to do with me. Sliding under the fence as it closes. Sliding under the gate. <laughs> Just get in. And I'm presenting to you a saved life. I don't mean that you won't have to fight for your salvation. I don't mean you don't have to fight to maintain your saved mind. I don't mean you don't have to fight to maintain your saved will. I don't mean you don't have to fight your enemy to maintain your status in kingdom principle. Maintain your status in Kingdom lifestyle, I don't mean every day <laughs> you're going to be on the battlefield for your salvation, for your saved mind, for your saved heart, for your saved will to keep it, it perfect. God said, be ye perfect. What is he talking about? He talking about letting the mind of Christ be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. He talking about putting on the armor of your Lord, he's talking about understand your role and position in this life is not to be the best you can be. Come on, born again, believer. <laughs> your goal and your mission in life is not to be the best you can be. In the name of Jesus, but your goal and your purpose is for Christ to be the best he can be in you. And he can stretch out in you.
that the Lord Jesus Christ can stretch out in, in your temple and enjoy his life in you. That's your goal. Give your God a comfortable dwelling place. See, Jesus don't like misery. Jesus don't like unbelief. Jesus don't like bitterness. Jesus don't like resentment in your heart. He can't lie comfortably. He can't recline comfortably on your sofa next to your unforgiveness. I'm talking to the born again believer, see. And if you want to come on in the family, Jesus provided you a mediator. Find out what he's got to say about himself. You know, people have a lot to say about what you have to say about Jesus. That's what I noticed. I could bring this out in this last minute or so I have. People want to have a lot of comment about what I got to say about Jesus. What these people over here preaching about Jesus. What these people over there preaching about Jesus. And all these people got a lot to say about Jesus. People got a lot to say about that. But what does this man say about himself? What does Jesus say about himself? This is a bold talking individual. I don't know if you ever read what Jesus says about himself and his relationship to his father, but he talking a mighty good game. He talking big talk. He talking big talk with big shiny. He talking big shiny talk in the name of Jesus. And he act like he know what he talking about in the name of Jesus. I never heard a man talk like this. The soldiers was coming to arrest Jesus. The, the, the people, the religious people sent the soldiers, sent the guard, the church guards to go arrest arrest them and the church guards came back whoever they were and they said where's Jesus and why didn't you arrest them they said to them I don't know who you thought we was going to get I don't know what you thought we was gonna gonna do but evidently he wasn't ready to go right now Evidently, he wasn't ready to get up from his spot. No man has ever spoken like this man. I've never heard a man talk like this. These soldiers ready to go, ready to go, locked and loaded, came upon Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm not ready right now. And they said, they went back and said, no man has ever spoken like this. We listened to him talking. We listened to him preaching we listened to him explain to us and tell us who he was and no man has ever talked like this we couldn't lay hands on it wasn't his time but it's your time all the time it's my time